When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? This is Catfish and Ice episode 186 bonus edition because we got some pretty major news breaking across the Smashville landscape. We saw it coming. It finally happened. John Hines has been relieved of his duties as head coach of the Nashville Predators. And the new era of Nashville Predators hockey seems to continue. We've got a new general manager coming in, Barry Trotz. We've got now a new head coach. We've got all these young players coming in. And now, of course, it finally happens. I would say that the majority of Nashville Predators fans right now are having a party. They're rejoicing. They're jumping around in the streets doing cartwheels because they just weren't big fans of John Hines. It was very, very clear of that. So, it finally happens. I've been saying this for the past couple weeks. Seemed kind of like it had to happen. It was going to happen. The fact that Barry Trotz had not confirmed with any kind of conviction that John Hines was coming back to his final year of his contract. John Hines had one more year left on his contract with the National Predators as head coach. And the fact that a a new GM would not say with any confirmation that you're coming back for 2023-24. Seemed like it was without a doubt going to happen. It was a matter of when, not if. And so here we are. It was first reported by Kevin Weeks. Love that dude because I love the way he breaks news. You never know where Kevin Weeks is going to be. He's always got the most random background. I was freaked out when I first came across this on on Twitter. I wake up like like most of us do. You grab the phone. You look up when you're laying in bed, and you're like, what's going on here? And I had to make sure it wasn't a burner account. That's, a lot of that stuff's going on these days on Twitter. A lot of fake burner account, Not burner accounts. I guess I should say uh, just fake accounts because of the whole... Twitter checkmark thing that's going on right now, but um, had to make sure that it was a real, a real tweet, but it really helped that Kevin Weeks actually in the tweet is filming himself. I know that's Kevin Weeks, even though I can only see the top of his head, but that was the first tweet I came across. He was the one that broke the news as far as I understand. Midday on Tuesday that... John Hines is out as head coach of the Nashville Predators after four seasons. And Andrew Brunette, who scored the first goal in Nashville Predators history. So there's an interesting nugget for you that's circulating. And it's pretty cool. So the first head coach of the Nashville Predators hires the first, the fourth head coach of the franchise who scored the first 
goal in franchise history. Keeping up here, that's where we're at here. Also, full circle, it all comes around. (laughs) Andrew Burnett was an assistant head coach this past season for the New Jersey Devils. Of course, we all know where John Hines came from. He came from the New Jersey Devils as a head coach. So, yeah, everything comes full circle. We're all here and there. This is, again, Catfish and Ice bonus edition, episode 186. Thank you to the YouTube subscribers who are watching right now. Please hit subscribe below if you're watching. Comment on the stream. I love it. Also, follow on Cat, uh, Catfish and Ice podcast on Twitter at Catfish Ice. We're on Facebook as well. Follow me at chat underscore Minton. I love talking hockey with all the readers and viewers. It's what gets me through every day because I love it. Love talking hockey. Even the people who disagree with me, let's go. Let's do it. Let's talk that hockey. So we got a lot to get into here on this bonus edition in regards to John Hines being let go. First of all, I want to share with this. I went to the March 2nd Preds-Panthers game right before the trade deadline this past year. And I'm drinking out of the Panthers Cup. Yeah, I got it at the stadium. Andrew Burnett, of course, was the interim head coach of the Panthers in 21-22. Got 51 wins for that team after he took over. That could That's a season for the Panthers that could have gone way off the rails, and they ended up winning the President's Trophy. That's not an easy accomplishment as an interim head coach. That was He had never been a head coach in this league. He's a former player, as I said, scored the first goal in Preds franchise history, over 1,000 NHL games, over 700 career NHL points. I feel like he's going to connect with this younger-ish locker room that's coming into the Predators franchise. As we know, a lot of these younger players figure to play major, major minutes as they did down the stretch of this past season. They got the Predators three points within the Winnipeg Jets to maybe get in the playoffs for the ninth straight year. It didn't happen. No one was really upset about that. It was fun to watch, but we understood it. Injuries to the veteran core. All these things happen. It's understood. It's fine. But we all figured this is going to happen here. This is going to happen. It's all a matter of getting the right head coach, though. And I'm about to get into that. Again, we're brought to you by DraftKings, promo code THPN. Raycon, 15% off store-wide deal right now for Raycon wireless earbuds with our promo code THPN right at the bottom of the screen there. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see that. Please go take advantage of those offers. All right, so let me start with this. We were all asking ourselves, how will Barry Trotz approach his first offseason as GM? He's not officially there. They say it's July but he's basically getting consultation from David Poyle, but he is making a lot of decisions right now. So my thing about how this all worked out, and I said this a couple weeks ago, he had to act swiftly here. We can't string this along anymore. We see where it's going. We know that John Hines is not coming back in 2023-24. So what are we waiting on? I speculated, well, they're waiting on the Milwaukee Admirals who are in the uh, Calder Cup playoffs right now. They're still alive. They're in the Western Conference Finals right now. They won a game recently, so they're still hanging around. But are we waiting for Carl Taylor to get the promotion? We were wondering about that. We were wondering why why is the Predators front office waiting? 
to make the inevitable decision to move on from John Hines. And we kept waiting and waiting and speculating. We've done it in previous episodes recently on Catfish on Ice that you should go listen to. The writing was definitely on the wall. And so I threw out a question today on Twitter, and I, I look at it this way. How patient are you going to be with Andrew Burnett? I asked this to Preds fans also listening right now and watching. One being, don't have your mail sent here. And 10 being, here's a nice five-bedroom house estate in Franklin, one of the most beautiful parts of Nashville. Already getting a lot of really good responses in here. I'm going to share some of them. Friend of the show, Landry, says he's here because Trotz wants to influence coaching. Win or find another coach? Well, here's my thing on that. John Hines went 134, 95, and 18 as head coach of the National Predators. Doesn't seem that bad. Doesn't seem that bad. Not great, but not horrible. He improved significantly on his point percentage from his days coaching the New Jersey Devils, which was over five seasons. 0.579 save, uh, point percentage uh, as head coach with the Predators, up from a 0.487 with the New Jersey Devils. So he did actually improve in that area as head coach of the Predators. You can look at that those Devils teams he coached. He didn't have a lot of talent. He had much more talent to work with on this Predators team. You can also say, Devils advocate here, that, um, well, how is this fair to John Hines? I mean, think about all the injuries that occurred this past season. I mean, one veteran injury after another. When you talk about Forsberg going out in February... Ryan McDonough was out for a while. Alex Carrier, one of your bright young defensemen that you're leaning on heavily to give you some offense. He was out, missed the whole end of the season. You're talking about Yusuf uh, Parson, your young rookie phenom who was hanging around. He He's out for a while. Matt Duchesne ends up going down late in the season. Roman Yossi ends up going down late in the season. You're basically down to an AHL roster in the last three weeks or so, whatever you want to call it. And somehow, they still had a chance. Game 80, the Predators could have still made the playoffs. Now, you can say, well, that was because UC Soros and not because of John Hines. And I can't necessarily push back on that too hard, but how much of John Hines factored into the Predators making this really valiant effort to still try to make the playoffs. I mean, I think that locker room did rally around John Hines a lot. I think he's a good players coach, but in the end, it's a results-oriented business. That's what it comes down to. And I think that's why he was let go. It's it's not always fair. It's not always right. There's a lot. I mean, I think the front office probably saw what the fans were saying. You got a new general manager coming in. And Barry Trotz, Barry Trotz wants his coach. He wants his person, whoever it might be. And so that's why I say that the time was now if you're going to do it. You had to do it. You couldn't let this stretch on. Andrew Burnett was one of the top head coaching candidates in the head coaching circles that are swirling around there. 
in this offseason. The Flames, the Rangers are in search for head coaches and whatnot. By the way, it's been reported that the New York Rangers might be in on John Hines. Didn't see that coming. But yeah, so John Hines will be fine. He'll land on his feet. We know how this league works. Uh, former head coaches land somewhere else eventually. So that's where that's at with Hines and possibly the New York Rangers. We'll see what happens with that. But um, mostly people are saying this is a really good hire for the Predators. Looking back at John Hines' coaching tenure, I... This is such a different vibe than the last time the Predators went through a head coaching change, which was early 2020 before the uh, pandemic shut down the season. It was ugly. It was near rock bottom for the National Predators with Peter Laviolette as head coach. You want to talk about a team that you couldn't figure out why they were performing the, the way they did? There was your answer. We couldn't figure it out. The locker room seemed like it was a mess and disconnected. And you get a mid-season coaching change. Peter Laviolette, the team, the coach who took the Predators to their only Stanley Cup final in 2017, is five. That's that's a big deal. That's that's a huge deal. That was weird at the time. It was strange. It was it was a horrible feeling if you're a Predators fan. And then you're thinking they're going to do an interim head coaching tag. They're going to get through the rest of the season, and we'll see what happens in the offseason. We'll see if who they find. But no, that's not what happened. They rather quickly brought on John Hines. And at the time, it was a very uninspired hire for the Predators to replace LaViolette. I will say that John Hines didn't get a fair shake. He comes in in 2020. The season gets shut down. Out of nowhere, no one could have predicted it. You're off all summer, not knowing what's going to happen. And then the way it breaks down is you have to play in a Stanley Cup qualifier against the Arizona Coyotes. And that was a horrible showing by this Predators team. It was awful. Hard to watch. They they get credit for a postseason appearance. But, you know, we're not going to really call it that. I mean, in the record books, it is. But it was awful. It felt like they missed the playoffs that year. That was just a horrible experience for the National Predators in the bubble that year. And the Coyotes knock them out. That's our first taste of John Hines. And then you go into the following season and you get all these career seasons, career years, you know, going down, going down the stretch here. You get all these career years eventually from Matt Duchesne, from Philip Forsberg, UC Soros gets a Vesna nomination. All these things happen and you're thinking, oh, okay. And even then still, this team is struggling. So you you go to this you go to the playoffs a couple years under John Hines. You you uh you go in six against the Carolina Hurricanes, a team that was heavily favored. You win two games at home in overtime in dramatic fashion, and then you lose in six. Okay. It is what it is. It sucked, but I actually think that that was a pretty positive year overall for the Predators. The following year, this past season. You, uh, the Predators again make the playoffs narrowly. 
and you get the Colorado Avalanche and you get swept. You don't have UC Soros in net. Your goaltending gets absolutely obliterated with David Riddick and Connor Ingram in net. How much is that John Hines' fault? Well, again, I'll circle back to this. It's a results-oriented league, fair or not, that it is what it is. So let me go back to this Twitter question about Andrew Burnett real quick. How patient are you going to be with Andrew Burnett? It ties in because people were not very patient with John Hines. Let's be honest here for a second. They weren't. How patient are you going to be with Andrew Burnett? One being, don't have your mail sent here. Ten being, here's a nice five-bedroom estate in Franklin. Hunter Welcher says, I think it depends on what Trotz does. If we go young, I think he gets a lot more leash than if we immediately go for it again. That is a very, very valid point from Hunter on Twitter. Thank you for that response. Um, I agree with that totally. It really has a lot of variables here because we don't know what's going to happen. First of all, in free agency, the Predators do have some cap room. They don't have a ton, but Trotz can definitely go out and shop for a player or two on the free agency market if if he wants to. We've talked about it a little bit on this show. Might get, we're going to get into it a lot more later in this offseason on other episodes of Catfish and Ice, but he has some money to spend. So that does predicate a lot on what's going to happen, and bringing in a new head coach definitely adds a wrinkle to that on how are the Predators going to approach free agency. Are they? Is Trotz just going to like let it all play out, let the young kids play like everyone wants? Or is he going to go out there and get himself a veteran? I will say, and I've said this before, I'm very underwhelmed by the free agency market this year. I really am. But there are a handful of players that I that I could maybe make a case for. Go listen to previous episodes to hear my thoughts on that. I've also written about it on Predlines.com. You can go check it out. I'm not going to get into that right now, but that's a good comment there from Hunter. Uh, Christina says, a nine. So very, very confident in Andrew Burnett there. Barney Fife Bloodhound on Twitter says about an eight and a half. He has some good young pieces, house money with all these draft picks, and a clearly supportive front office. If he doesn't have cooking in year three, I'm out. Ooh, going way into the future a little bit here. So year three, if this team is still where they're at now, like, flirting with the playoff bubble every year, a tweener, as I call them, like don't know where they're at. Yeah, that could be a problem. I mean, obviously we don't know what kind of contract Andrew Burnett's going to get, how many years or whatever, but year three is fair. If you give him two years to, to, to shape what he wants to shape here, that's fair. Year three is totally fair to be expecting more. Uh, so we'll see. Chris on Twitter says, so excited to see them not try to retread a coach. I was hoping Carl Taylor to be moved up. I'm excited, though. So I brought that up earlier. Carl Taylor, who has done wonders with the Milwaukee Admirals, the AHL affiliate of the Predators. A lot of these same players who played heavy minutes for the Preds down the stretch are now playing in the Calder Cup playoffs. So a lot of people, including myself, have said, well, that would be an easy transition uh, for Carl Taylor to just, let's just move you up. Businesses and companies do that all the time. Internal promotions, right? So a lot of people thought that could happen. 
Carl Taylor can get his first gig in the NHL and coach the same players he's already coached in the AHL and develop them. That seemed to make sense, but as we actually know now, it's not going to happen necessarily. Carl Taylor um, eventually, most likely, is going to get an NHL opportunity somewhere. Maybe it starts off as an assistant coach. you got to climb that ladder, most likely. I cannot see Carl Taylor being head coach of the Admirals for very much longer. He's going to get a call somewhere from the NHL. It might not be a head coaching gig, but it he's going to get a call somewhere. And he has to do what's best for him to, to move up the ladder in the coaching hockey circles. So we'll have to wait and see what happens with Carl Taylor there. But good point there. Um, another comment I got here is Tony Bruno says a seven. So a lot of people that I'm getting comments on seem pretty, pretty confident in Brunette. Uh, Brian, the gamer on Twitter says, I'm going to say about a seven or an eight. After about two to three years, if we are still stuck in the middle or if we somehow get worse, then I might have to start giving up on the guy. We had to show some sort of improvement as early as this upcoming season. I have high hopes, though. So I'm getting this two to three year window on Andrew Burnett, which is fair. That means, okay, this what do we expect for this next season here, 2023-24? If we have a new head coach in Andrew Burnett, are we going to be patient? If the Predators miss the playoffs again, are we going to be okay with that? I think we should be. You got to give a guy time. Uh, when it comes to Andrew Burnett, he's never had the full-time gig as an NHL head coach. He had the interim tag for much of that season, 2021-22, with the Panthers. They ended up winning the President's Trophy. They lose in the second round in a sweep to the Tampa Bay Lightning, a very good team. So take that for what you will. Brunette figures to be a complete flip from Heinz's system, which is what got, that's what has a lot of fans really excited right now. Uh, we know that Trot said in one of his press conferences earlier when he first took over that he wants this team to get faster, more speed, a blend of young and veteran talent, which this roster currently does have. So you bring in Andrew Burnett, a he's a former player. You expect him to be able to connect with the younger and veteran players in this locker room, a player's coach. You expect that he's a, I'm going to say this with a question mark, but he is a power play guru. Uh, he's been brought into situations to fix power plays. Specifically with the Devils, he was. Devils were a 13th ranked power play this past year. Not great, but not horrible. A lot of Devils fans I've come across on the social media airwaves today, are, they saw it coming, but they're a little upset they're losing him. So you'll see how that goes. Yeah, so that's where we're at with it right now. Brunette comes in. That's going to be the big barometer that we're going to be looking at in the first season under Andrew Brunette as head coach of the National Predators, the fourth head coach in this franchise's history. How quickly and how good does the power play look? And how good does the offense look? The Predators were 27th on the power play last year. They were near the bottom in goals per game as well. We got to get rid of these days where UC Soros has to be near perfect to hope for a win. I'm so sick of it. I'm so over it. I know UC Soros is great. 
I know he's going to win us a lot of games, but it can't always be about him. It has to be, you know what? Saros had an off day, but we connected a couple times on the power play. We put up four or five goals. We excelled on special teams, and we still won. That's where this team has to get under Andrew Burnett. That's the barometer. We know Saros is going to be great. You look at the defensive core right now, it seems pretty set. Roman Yossi will be back. You got Ryan McDonough. Alex Carrier is an RFA this, this offseason, but you fully expect the Predators to re-sign him. You got Tyson Berry, who figures to be a big part of the power play. And then you got Jeremy Lazan. And then we'll see what how it fills out from there. You got some younger players who are going to be vying for that Sixth spot, you got Dante Fabro, who you would expect to be in there as well. So you got your six defensemen set, most likely. And then you've got some younger players who are going to try to work their way in. The Ford core is also looks pretty set. I've always I've been pretty adamant that Ryan Johansson needs to be trade bait. If you can find somebody to trade him to, then you trade him in preferably on draft day. Give me a give me a draft pick. I'm good with it. Shed the cap. We'll even eat some of that cap. We'll eat half of it. I'm okay with it. I don't see where you put Ryan Johansson in this lineup. Ryan Johansson in this lineup just makes things more complicated. I don't know where all the puzzle pieces go if Ryan Johansson is in this lineup. But we'll see. Trot says he has to have the best offseason he could ever have. So I don't know. We'll see. That's interesting in and of itself. That's a major story to follow for Predators fans is Ryan Johansson's offseason. So we'll see how that goes. But I applaud Trotz moving swiftly, doing what he has to do. Fourth head coach in this team's history. So that is pretty impressive in itself because Trotz laid the foundation. He was head coach for a long time. Even when he was let go, it was it, it was more of a mutual thing. The team missed the playoffs. It kind of felt like it, it ran its course, and you moved on. Peter Laviolette comes in. But Trotz laid the foundation of this franchise. He did. He The early days, it was all blue collar. It was all like just figure out ways to win somehow, even if it's two to one, whatever. And it feels like it's kind of gone back to that. That's kind of how the Predators have had to win lately. And that's not, that doesn't mesh well with today's NHL. You got to be able to put goals on the board. You got to be able to move fast. You got to be able to skate fast. You got to excel on the power play. And that just hasn't happened under Hines. And so I think that's why the move is happening. So it's a good time for this to happen in this offseason. It's before the draft. The Predators are hosting the draft. At the end of June, so you got a new head coach, a new GM, you got a younger core of talent coming in. So it's 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 a new era of hockey for for the Predators, and the fans are bullish about it right now, and they should be. It's exciting, but with 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 that comes some reservations. You got to be ready. You got to be in it for the long haul. I know a lot of those fans out there have been following this team since 1998, so I'm not even calling you out on this. I know you're in it for the long haul, but just keep your expectations a little tempered for the first year 
under Andrew Burnett. I'm not saying this team's not going to compete for the playoffs. I think they will. They're going to be a mid-tier team like they've been for a long time. The, the question is those measurables there. Power play, are you going to show some improvement in your scoring? All these things. You never know what kind of injuries are going to happen and whatnot. But can this team at least show a little bit of improvement in certain key areas? They may or may not make the playoffs next year. We'll see. But you got to see this talent continue to grow, this younger talent, of course. You got to see what's going to happen with some trades. And of course, it, a lot still has to happen. You can't really say one way or the other what's going to happen with Andrew Burnett's first season as head coach of the Predators. There's no way to know. There's so many variables involved. But thank you for watching on YouTube for this bonus segment of episode 186 of Catfish and Ice. The full episode we are going to record live tomorrow. But this is going to be uploaded to our main episode on all the podcast platforms. Of course, if you're watching on YouTube right now, or if you're subscribing, I'm going to share it on Twitter as well, then you've got an early look at it. But it's going to be part of the main episode. My co-host, Rich Howe, will be joining me for a full episode on this and some other hockey topics, including the Stanley Cup Final, which is set Florida Panthers versus the Vegas Golden Knights. The Golden Knights avoided a scare. The Dallas Stars reared up two games in a row to make it 3-2, but the Golden Knights come out and romp them 6-0 in Game 6 to avoid an ugly Game 7, which would have been scary for Vegas Golden Knights fans. So they do the business there. It's Golden Knights versus the Florida Panthers in the Stanley Cup Final. We'll break that down. Thank you for watching this bonus segment of Catfish and Ice, part of episode 186, brought to you by DraftKings and Raycon with our promo codes, THPN for exclusive offers, and also we're part of our family, the Hockey Podcast Network. Thank you so much, everybody, for watching this bonus segment on YouTube. Please hit subscribe below, and thank you for watching. Episode 186 is brought to you by DraftKings. Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with the DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. We got the Stanley Cup final getting ready to start between the Florida Panthers and the Vegas Golden Knights. Game one is this Saturday, June the 3rd. Right now, if you get on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, you can get money line odds for the Vegas Golden Knights at minus 130 and the Florida Panthers at plus 110. As the underdogs, you got plus one and a half puck line for the Florida Panthers, minus one and a half for the Golden Knights, and your over-under is five and a half right now so those are your odds you can use our promo code thpn right now to get in on those current odds for game one this saturday june 3rd between the florida panthers and the vegas golden knights from las vegas for the 2023 stanley cup final download the DraftKings sportsbook app now and sign up with code thpn new customers can make a five dollar hockey playoff bet and score 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly that's code thpn only at DraftKings sportsbook Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelpline.org in New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 
21 and up in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes offer for details. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific gambling resources. Keep enjoying episode 186 of Catfish on Ice as we bring on Kyle Hall from the Broadway Hat Podcast to talk about John Hines being connected to the job opening for the New York Rangers and also another former head coach, Peter Laviolette. All right, we're back on episode 186 of Catfish and Ice. This is your host, Chad Minton. We've got an awesome guest joining us again on the show. He joined the show during the season leading up to the trade deadline, and that is Kyle Hall, host of the Broadway Hat Podcast, which covers the New York Rangers. Some of you uh, Predators fans might be wondering, well, why do we have a Rangers host coming on the show right now? We're about to clear all that up, first of all. We've been covering throughout the show uh, the National Predators letting go of John Hines on Tuesday and quickly hiring Andrew Burnett as their fourth head coach in franchise history. And it already looks like John Hines might be landing back on his feet pretty quick. First of all, Kyle, how are you doing today? Yeah, good, good. I, I didn't see a Nashville connection happening yesterday uh, or until yesterday <laughs> for the offseason. So, uh, yeah, just this crazy uh, merry-go-round that the Rangers coaching search, it is. right? So the last time we were linked uh, and Kyle joined the show was leading up to the trade deadline. And it was Tanner Janot was in the middle of some trade rumors. And I got to say, Kyle, even though he didn't end up going to the Rangers, you were spot on about what you were saying at the time about the fact that Tanner Janot might be trade bait for the Predators. So I got to give you credit for that because yeah. I didn't. Because at the time, I didn't think the Predators would ever trade away Tanner Janot. But you were kind of ahead of that and. He ended up going to the Tampa Bay Lightning, but still, that was a cool conversation. So go back and listen to that, everybody. It's still a really good conversation. It's on our YouTube channel right now. But we're bringing you on because John Hines is now being linked as a possible coaching candidate for your head coaching vacancy with the New York Rangers. I got to ask you first, what are your initial thoughts of that? Because, of course, Spencer Carberry was the top candidate. and He's going to the Washington Capitals now. Yeah, I, you know, I wouldn't say Spencer. I, I know he interviewed. I wouldn't say he was a top candidate. I think he was someone that I think a lot of Ranger fans wanted because he was a younger voice. And I, I think uh, Gallant, to most Ranger fans, I feel like were surprised that they did move on from him. And, and I know now that the uh, dust has settled on him and the reports have come out that he may have lost a locker room, there was some issues there towards the end of the year. It, it all makes sense now. But at first, I was like, listen, you just had a 109-win season, went to – the conference finals and you followed up with a 107 point season. And yeah, you lost in the first round in a kind of an embarrassing fashion by, you know, winning the first two games and losing in game seven. Um, but this team's obviously in the right direction. So why they get changed up and they obviously want a new voice. So that's why the first thought comes like, Hey, listen, you see all these, you know, Rob Brendamore, first time coach, you know, comes in first time NHL coach does a great job. John Cooper, you know, those are the guys that you kind of, you want those guys, right? And those are all guys that are not retreads. But then you look at the conference finals, and it's four. It was four retreads. So it's like, okay, well, what direction they go in? And, and Carberry was an interesting name because of the success he had the American Hockey League, and then obviously he was um, very well thought of in Toronto. And then it kind of again, in my mind, like corporate world, I'm like, well, why didn't 
they promote him in Toronto then if they was so good like why didn't they you know move on from Keith but uh, obviously the Caps were like the number one team for him he's where he developed he was the Stingrays coach and they coached with them um you know in Hershey there for a couple of years so here I never really had high hopes for him now Peter Laviolette who you know very well um yeah. obviously with Tyus in Nashville as well uh he seems to be the favorite right now Oh, but, okay. interesting. Yeah, he seems to be the favorite right now. That's what a lot of reports are coming out. That's kind of um, not his job to lose, but he's had two interviews. He's only got interviewed twice. And oh, okay. he seems like the popular choice. They want a coach, I believe, with Stanley Cup experience, which is why when John Hines came available, I didn't really think of it at first. And then the Boston University light switched on in my head. And I said, uh oh. Uh, you know, he's a former teammate and coach and he coached Chris Drury mm-hmm. both at BU. They won a national championship together there. So, um, you know, obviously there's a connection there. They've been connected with USA hockey throughout the years as well. And uh, he seems, according to a couple of the other insiders, the Rangers, um, he seems to have made a pretty big impact on the coaching search now to the point where they're, uh, I guess, slowing down the process. But there's another factor in this whole thing, too. Kyle Dubas ending up in Pittsburgh now uh, and the possibility of Mike Sullivan getting released from Pittsburgh, a former coach of the Rangers, um, who was an assistant coach with Torts, uh, John Torello, for a couple of years there. And apparently they love him as well. So now there's a couple of new options, possibly. A lot of moving there. parts. Yeah. So it's just like I said, it's a merry-go-round. It's just. One rumor after another. I'm just happy Mike Babcock seems to have gotten his interview and moved on. He seems like he's done the job. Um, but yeah, it, and there's a lot of natural connection there between Laviolette. So here, and here, if I, if I, wow, that's crazy. So the last two head coaches in Preds history are now maybe you could say the top two candidates to fill the Rangers' job. That's just blew my mind there. But <laughs> um, if I got to think about those two, here's my thing with Peter Laviolette. First of all. The guy is obviously a very successful NHL head coach and 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 definitely has playoff pedigree, which mm-hmm. John Hines does not. I've been very clear that I think in some ways John Hines did get a, a raw deal. Um, he, you know, it's a results-oriented business, but there were some excuses that you can throw out there for John Hines, ma- mo- mostly with this past season, with all the injuries that did occur and somehow the team fell sh- only three points shy of uh qualifying for uh the postseason again the team did make the postseason every year except for this past season under under john hines uh so you've got that going for you but then you look at his dismal postseason record as a head coach i mean it is flat out awful three and 11 with the predators and and two of those wins took double overtime uh, at home against the Hurricanes, and then the other one was a win in the Stanley Cup qualifiers, which, I mean, come on now, let's just throw that out altogether, <laughs> except for the record books. So there's no success in the playoffs whatsoever for a John Hines-led team, whereas at least Peter Laviolette has that pedigree. I don't know. I can't figure out – I mean, I'm not trying to be mean here, but I just can't figure out how John Hines would be a good fit for the Rangers because the Rangers, as you said, are moving in the right direction. They're going to be right back next year. They have so much talent. And it just seems, I don't just don't know how John Hines fits with that. I don't see it either. And and he's a defensive minded coach, right? So, mm-hmm. I, I, which I don't think is a good fit for this team either. I think they need an offensive minded coach with the firepower they have up front. Um, and like you said with the postseason, like now, no offense to him. I'm sure Preds fans will love to hear this. I didn't think he was, I was surprised when he got the Preds job. 
I now I saw him a ton, obviously, in New Jersey, obviously playing the Rangers constantly. Mm-hmm. And he never impressed me. I mean, his record with New Jersey was awful. Like he, he obviously had much more success in Nashville than he had in New Jersey. Maybe and he had more team. talent. He had more yeah, talent I mean, to work better with team. once he took yeah. over the Predators. But in New Jersey, he made the playoffs one time. You know, they had an early first round bounce. Um, but I mean, really, like his first year there, they I think they were just over 500 or so this first year. So it's like, OK, you know, he ha- he was a very successful AHL coach. He was yeah, I think it was a Wilkes-Barre. Yeah, he was in Scranton, Wilkes-Barre uh, before that. And then he had his first good year with the Devils. And it's like, OK, but then they were abysmal. And then they made the playoffs. They snuck in the playoffs. They were like, I forget what seed they were, but they weren't a very high seed. And then they got balanced out. And then it was all downhill from there. He gets fired, you know, halfway, you know, or not even hard. Like, I think it was in the first half of the season. And then he goes to Nashville. But he turned it around, though. Like you said, he made the playoffs every year down there. But he's never made it past the first round. Um, he doesn't have that experience there. Or not experience, but like the winning. Like Laviolette, you get, guy's been a three-cup finals. He's won a Stanley Cup. Like, if you want a guy that has a pedigree, I don't know why. I don't know how Hines would be over Laviolette in that sense because when you look at Laviolette's record, everywhere he goes, the guy wins. I think he always—he's got like twenty-something years of Stanley of um, head coaching experience. I think only two of them he's been under five hundred in a season. And one he was fired, you know, midway through the year, so I don't really count that. But yeah, you know, he's been very successful. So I don't know. I just don't know where. But I like the hire for the Preds, though. I think Burnett. Burnett's a very good young coach, and I I had him as a candidate for the Rangers job when I first wrote an article on Belly of Sports about it. I was like, you know, maybe this guy deserves a second chance. You know, obviously, whatever happened in Florida, the guy had a great year, and then they they do, hey they made the right choice, right? They yeah <laughs> they brought in well, the right I, name, but I, also, I, I just think I, I don't know if it's because of like the raw deal too. Like he got fired so late. Like now, I, it's a weird it's a weird situation with him. It is. I also look at it this way, though. If if the Predators hadn't made a change at GM to Barry Trotz, then I think John Hines is coming back for the final year of his contract. That's just me, but that's how I feel about it. But you're bringing in a new GM who wants to put his stamp yeah. on his first coaching on his first GM job. It's the franchise that hired him to his first NHL job as the expansion team. Uh, he is absolutely beloved here. In uh, in Smashville, other than Pecorine, I mean, give Barry Trotz a, tr- uh, a statue in front of Bridgestone Arena. I know that, I know he never won a cup, and people will laugh at that, but it's that's how highly regarded Barry Trotz is among Predators fans. So you kind of had you had to make this this move here at the right time. Um, yes, they maybe waited strong John Hines a little too deep into the off season. Maybe you can make an argument for that. But I want to go back to. Um, when the when the Predators let go of Peter Laviolette, since he is being tied to the Rangers, we can, we can talk about this a little bit. That was uh, early 2020, and I don't think that was necessarily results oriented. When the Predators decided to let go of Peter Laviolette, there there was something behind the scenes going on there. There was a rift in the locker room. The team was just not meshing well. The chemistry was off. It didn't make sense with the talent you had on the ice. The team was 19, 15, and seven, and at the time, I could not believe that they decided to fire Peter Laviolette midseason. I thought if they were going to let go of Peter Laviolette, it was going to be in the upcoming offseason. I did not see a midseason firing. So when they brought on John Hines so abruptly, it was just so strange to me at the time. I didn't understand it. I thought they would go the interim tag route and then do their coaching search in the 2020 offseason. Of course, the pandemic changed everything and stopped the season. And, and then – 
you know, the rest is history. The Preds come back in the Stanley Cup qualifiers and they get knocked out really ugly. They didn't even have any energy. I don't really hold that against John Hines because that was just an odd scenario all the way around. To go play a Stanley Cup qualifier in the bubble. You've been off all summer. There's a global pandemic going on. I mean, I'm not going to hold that against a head coach that his team came out and played a little uninspired. But John Hines, absolutely, if he were to become the next coach of the New York Rangers, he he's a he he connects well with veterans, is what is what I've always understood. He's a player's coach. He's definitely defensive minded. I think he, he I definitely think that he's going to mesh better with a veteran-laden team over a younger team, which is what the Predators are shifting to. The Predators have become a much younger team just over the last season. So I just I want someone that can come in and kind of fire up these veterans again. But there's a lot of young talent. You know, you got Kako, you have Lafreniere, you have Keandre Miller, all these young guys at Heedle that need a little bit of a kick in the butt, but also they need some nurturing as well. And I, I just don't think, like, uh, John Torella is not the guy for this type of team. You know, you need a guy who can kind of come in, be a player's coach, but also kind of be a little uh, stern with these guys. And I thought Gallant was that guy. But it seems as though he just he didn't have the structure, which I think maybe Laviolette, but he's a, a guy who is known to go lean on his veterans too. That you know he kind of yes. he kind of pushes the young guys to the wayside. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's why maybe Carberry was the guy that they they should have should have went after. But well, I mean, I don't uh, I don't but, think that's against the Rangers. I don't. I mean, like you said, he he that the writing was on the wall that he was going to go to yeah. the Washington Capitals. So I don't think it's so much that the Rangers did anything wrong by not getting him, but I do think he was the top, in my opinion, he was the yeah. top candidate in the market. I'm very pleased that the Predators were able to get Andrew Burnett. I'll, I, I'm jumping up and down about that. I love the hire for the Predators perspective for the Rangers. I mean, I'm going Peter Laviolette over John Hines any day. Mm-hmm. If we're having to pick between those two. Uh, and I definitely have always been against I know it's going to always be this way but the the way the league just constantly gives third and fourth chances to some of these failed head coaches just is always kind of it's just weird to me because and I'm glad that the Predators are going for an up-and-coming uh coach in Brunette who's going to get his first full-time gig without the interim tag so that's Mm -hmm. cool so for the Rangers perspective Peter Laviolette's proven I think he could move into that team quickly behind the bench and keep that team competitive and all that. Whereas I think John Hines is a little, is a big risk and I don't see a high ceiling from that hire is my problem with. Yeah. I don't don't either. And that's why I was so surprised when they hired, when the national hired Hines or got rid of Laviolette for Hines the first time I was like, what are they, you know, that's interesting. You got a guy who just came off of, I think what he won two division titles there, right in a row. He was the President's Cup the year before, or the yep. year before that. Yeah, but. he won the. Yeah, so he took him to the Cup final in 2017 out of nowhere. Very similar to what the Florida Panthers are doing this this year. Um, bottom seeded team at the time they were the first ever bottom seeded team to make it to the Stanley Cup final. Since then, the Canadians have done it, and now the Panthers have done it. So he he takes that team that barely squeaked into the playoffs to the Cup final, and they lose to a very dynasty like. Pittsburgh Penguins team, yeah. so no, no, no harm, no foul there. Even though that was so heartbreaking, and then the following year, you make the Presidents Trophy, you lose in seven in the second round of the Winnipeg Jets, which was also heartbreaking. Pecorine just got absolutely blasted in Game Seven. It was hard to watch, but you come back in 2019 under Laviolette with still very, very high hopes that you can make a, a run for the Stanley Cup again, and that's kind of when their window slams shut. That's when they 
the, the writing was on the wall that something wasn't going well with the team and with LaViolette. Maybe we'll never know exactly what that was, but it was pretty clear. And then you make a very uninspired and what I say rushed hiring midseason of no offense, but to John Hines, who had done nothing to show that you should rush into hiring someone like him at the time. So I kind of feel the same way. I feel like John Hines needs to be an assistant coach somewhere again, or he needs to work his way back up and prove that he can make an impact on a team as an assistant coach. And then eventually he gets a head coaching gig somewhere else. But I don't know, man, it's strange for sure. Uh, there, there's so many names too that are out there that like I get DMs from people like, Oh, I'm hearing this. I'm hearing that. Like Patrick Waugh. Yeah, is a hot name now. He's he's done well up in the um, Quebec Major Junior Hockey League up there, and he's really wants a chance. He's a top candidate, I believe, for Columbus. To, that's the whole rumor in Columbus that he's a top candidate there. But he, I think, you know, obviously if the Rangers in Columbus come calling. You're probably gonna go to New York over Columbus, but um, you know, yeah, he seems like he's a guy who's very hot in the list. You know, Chris Knobloch, the Rangers AHL coach, has done a great job turning Hartford around. Um, he's a guy that's filled in a couple times in New York that. Rangers fans like him and like players love him. I've had so many guys on the show that played for him and they just, they rave about him. So I think he's a guy, and again, he's a young guy that they kind of want, Oh, Hey, maybe he can help develop these young kids. Um, and he coached Connor McDavid. So, I mean, he's, uh, he, he's used to superstars, you know, he's coached superstars. And so like the guys like Panarin and stuff like that, and they, they're not going to not learn from him. So um, he's a guy, personally, I, I was hoping that he'd get the position, but I just don't, I think they would have named him the coach already because he's an in-house guy. Uh, but we'll, we'll see. I, I, there's just so much of craziness that surrounds us. And of course it's the Rangers and New York. So it'll get extra spotlights and um, extra attention that probably no other coaching job will get other than when Toronto's opens up or, and that's another thing. Sheldon Keefe, if he gets fired, he becomes a candidate too for the Rangers job. So. Um, this is it's never gonna end. It's never gonna end. I, I don't, I, and, and maybe the Rangers don't have to be in a huge rush with this right now. They can kind of let things unfold the way they are. I, I don't think people are beating down the door to hire John Hines right now. Mm-hmm. So if if uh, Drury, the Rangers GM, if he really decides, you know what, I like my connection with Hines. I feel good about this. I feel like it's a safe hire. Um, then maybe it could happen. I mean, my money, if I had to bet on it, would be as you brought it up to me. Uh, my, I would think Peter Laviolette gets another chance, and I think he fits well in New York. I, he can handle the New York media. He can handle the scrutiny and and the criticism that's going to come very quick with the high expectations that this Rangers team's obviously going to have next season. Would you agree with that, Kyle? Do you think that uh, Laviolette yeah. can handle handle the, the the highly critical situation he's going to be coming into if he is the yeah. next head coach of the Rangers? probably the best of anybody on the list that, uh, that I would think of. I, I think that he's been around the block so many times and he's coaching this division and this division is a tough division. You know, these, you know, we saw this last year, you know, it was back and forth at the top between Carolina and New Jersey. And you, you still have a guy named Ovechkin in the division. You still got a guy named Crosby in the division. So, um, you know, he's coached here. He's coached against those guys. He's coached, you know, coached those guys. So mm-hmm. I, I personally, I, not that I love him, you know, it's not like, a, oh, like it's not a sexy hire, but it's a hire that I think uh, is probably best for this team. Um, but like, I don't think there's anyone on the market that you're like, oh, we need that guy right now. Like, that's the coach to exactly. go get, right? Like, there's no, yeah. it, was it last year or you no, know, it was the year before, before when they hired Gallant two years ago. 
you know, the whole thing with Rob Prendamore was like, is he going to come back to Carolina because he wanted more for his assistant coaches? They wanted more salary for his coaches. So, like, he's a guy who, like, I think a lot of people are like, oh, throw him anything. And and, and smartly, uh, Carolina ponied up and paid some of the assistant coaches some more money. But I just think that like, there's no one out there that I'm like, damn, if they miss out mm-hmm. on that guy, I'm going to be so pissed. Like, that, I don't know. But Mike <laughs> Sullivan's the guy. I think Mike Sullivan's the one guy that I'm like, if he gets fired, like he's the guy you gotta go get. Oh like, yeah, hey, what a what the, the job he's done for Pittsburgh all these years coaching yeah. that type of a team. Yeah, he would be the absolute top candidate if somehow he became available. Seems like he's pretty loyal and wants to wants to be in Pittsburgh, and that's not going to be broken up anytime soon. But we'll see. That's that's a good that's an interesting one as well. I mean, it won't be his call if uh, Dubas comes yeah. in and wants to. And he, hey, that's listen, true. Him and, yeah. him and Sheldon Keefe are tied at the hip. So, so many moving you know, parts right now. So, if he goes there and he brings Keefe down from Toronto and Sullivan's just there holding the bag, you know, mm. maybe he. The problem is well, that he, he didn't like his exit from New York the first time. They, when they fired Torts, yeah. he, he thought they should have gotten another year. He had a whole, actually, had well, a whole interview about it, but we'll see. And then seeing that's why I don't think the Rangers have to be in a massive hurry to to hire anyone right now necessarily. I don't think they they've got plenty of options and plan B's and plan C's if maybe their top choice doesn't become available. So that's it's I'm gonna be following the Rangers coaching search. That's just very, very interesting stuff for me. Kyle, thanks for joining us. We've been joined by Kyle Hall, host of the Broadway Hat Podcast. Uh, I'm sure we'll get another Predators Rangers random link connection somewhere <laughs> along the way. And you're always invited back on the show. We hope you have a great offseason. Follow Kyle Hall at K Hall NY on Twitter and listen to his work for the Broadway Hat Podcast. Take care, man. Yeah, thanks, buddy. I'm sure we'll touch base. There's, there'll be some kind of trade rumor that comes up. You know, something will happen. Something will happen, and I'm going to send you a send you a last minute DM and ask you, and you're gonna. You're going to hop on for us on Catfish and Ice. Thanks, man. Take care. No problem anytime. All right. And everybody, thanks for listening. This has been episode 186 of Catfish on Ice, brought to you by DraftKings and Raycon wireless earbuds. Promo codes THPN, 15% off store wide for Raycon. And, of course, we're part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Everyone have a great rest of your day.